Cofield and Company, live from NBA Summer League at the Thomas and Mac. It is Cofield and Company on this Tuesday, live from the Thomas and Mac Center, NBA Summer League in full swing. Yesterday there was some sort of exhibition game going on. We weren't even sure what that was when we took the air today. Bulls and Raptors, 52-37 Bulls at the half. Keep you up to date on what's going on there. If there's any breakout performers in the game, tell you about that. Looks like a pretty good action going on here in the first half so far. So if you hear the background, that's what it is. The Summer League is going on. This is not Steve Cofield, obviously. You heard him this morning. Adam Hill, William Mears. Hill and his homies edition of Cofield and Company once again on this Tuesday. Lots to get into. First of all, how you doing, sir? What's happening? What's happening? Not much. Not much. Just would here. you? Would you find? I think you would find. Considering, you know, you and I have have been to a lot of the same events. We've been to this one when it was smaller. You, I think, hit every single game at the now notorious Vegas 16. I think I missed it by two the games. Ocho. You were at the Ocho. You were at. Every, but would you be shocked if I told you this is my first time out here? Uh, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked uh, because I. I know we're going to talk about that soon, so I knew that already. You already told me that. I d- uh, did you, what did, I was did, I shocked when I saw your email note that this first time. Yeah, a little bit, but I also wasn't totally shocked because I've been here every day and I haven't seen you. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, normally I have these, these these enterprising projects, which you're aware of, with with doing hometown stories. And this thing has gotten so big that now even the small towns outside of NBA markets and you know and uh, some of the some of the some of the uh, media outlets that that would normally send their beat writers, college towns, Spokane for Gonzaga, you know uh, Lubbock, so on and so forth. They they're now sending reporters from even the small towns to cover some of their guys and just just to. Just to cover the the um, the summer league, some of the games, and depending, and, and then not just if you not just if the players went to a specific college, but a nearby small smaller college. So haven't had a lot of enterprise work in reason, and you know I live far out. So unless I'm getting paid, I'm not driving in the heat. It's the three on Cofield and Company. It is the, the three. We'll get into uh, some of the top stories of the day, and then. Uh, get into some other things obviously as we move along on this show uh henry ruggs was in court today and, and i know it's been such a such a process a tedious legal process leading up to this uh so people kind of lose track of what's going on where the case stands but i thought it was important to kind of bring people up to date because there was an espn story this morning i know you know we've had several stories of the family and the heartbreak of the tintor family of jeff perlman uh, came to town not that long ago and did one as well. That was very good. ESPN had a breakdown today. A lot of uh, a lot of just kind of recap of what has gone on. But a reminder for sure that whenever we talk about this case, we talk about Henry Ruggs and the Raiders aspect. Uh, really, the story is about uh, the death of a young woman and, and the family grieving and, and everything that they're going through. Uh, one One note from the story that I thought was interesting, and, and man, 
I, I, I don't know if they read a headline or what it was, but there was a note in this ESPN story, and I'm not sure how many people got to read it. It just came out this morning. I, I would recommend it because I always recommend reading about the, the victim and, and, her fa- and her family and everything that they're going through. But one of the notes was that they really believed Mark Davis was on their side, was there for them, was supportive of them. And then that all changed because of a story in the Review Journal about Mark Davis saying, you know, they, they cut ties with Henry Ruggs and they're angry and disappointed and upset at what Henry Ruggs did, but they'll never abandon him. He's still part of the family. And I get it. I get why that's frustrating. I get why you don't like to see that. But I also feel like if you, if you read his full quote and if you, more importantly than even reading it, because obviously I, I would push for you to read it because it was in the, in the newspaper, but more importantly than reading it, seeing, seeing Mark Davis. I was there when he said it. I think you were there too. It, the pain that he had in saying it was so evident. And you get what he, he's not saying, hey, Henry Ruggs is our guy. Screw the family. Like, he, he was saying the same things that David, the, excuse me, that Derek Carr did, which was obviously we grieve and we're sad and we're devastated by the loss of life. Yeah. But this is still somebody who we're close to. Like, if, if you're, when your brother or your, you know, parents or someone in your family does something awful, you're angry at them and you're upset with them and you're crushed and devastated, but at the same time, that is still your family. And so this was, not, this was not them dismissing the grief or the anguish of anyone. This was them trying to come to grips with a horrible tragedy on all sides. So I, I completely, totally sympathize with these comments from, from the family members today uh, in this ESPN story. But not everything is black and white. It, the things are gray. No, and, and I think, you know, if you remember what Derek Carr also said, you know, if – this is a situation where, you know, he was he was he was a younger brother to all the all the veterans, and you know he had become a part of the team. He had become a part of their lives during the season, off the se- off season. And what he said was, when you have someone like that in your life, when you have people like that in your life, and they become part of your family, it's times like this where they need their family, they need their brothers, they need their their support system. You know, he he obviously made a terrible decision. What would go through his mind to do what he did is, you know, just beyond anybody's I thought. So it's that's why he needs a sports him to, to, to let him know that he's not alone because can you imagine what's going through that young man's mind? Now, that's not to make an excuse. It's not to say, oh, poor him um, over the family because that's more important, the grieving family, but – that was the point that Derek was trying to make and that Mark Davis was trying to make in that if there was ever a time where somebody it's at their lowest points, so we are 100% on board in sympathizing and therefore if the family needs anything through the grieving process, absolutely. Raiders are in support as an organization, but they're also, like you said, they're not abandoning their brother. Yeah, and I, I think – one of the things that, and I, you know, I've talked about it some here and there on the show, and I know you've talked about things that you've gone through, but I, I've talked about the grieving process of a family member. You know, I, I lost my brother, and it, it was horrific. And one of the things that I've learned and taken away from it is I tell people, don't listen to every single word 
don't try to parse every word somebody is saying. They're not going to be artful with their words in that situation. And, and I, I think it's, it's very important to, to know that and to say, well, you said this wrong or you didn't say this the right way. Everybody's trying to figure out how to, feel, how to deal with their feelings at that point. But again, of course, obviously, uh, everyone's sympathies are, are with the family and, and the, the heartbreak that they're going through. So I thought that was important to point out. As far as Henry Ruggs being in court, uh, it was a procedural hearing. Uh, his lawyers wanted to get the uh, results of the blood test thrown out, saying there was no probable cause. Uh, I had talked to some people that thought maybe they were going to win that hearing, that motion. They did not. Uh, so it looks like for now we've had the preliminary hearing delayed many, many times, several times, like five or six at this point. Uh, but for now I think it's September 7th is the next time in court for the preliminary hearing for Henry Ruggs if you're paying attention to that case. Uh, in completely different news, turn the uh, mood maybe of the show around, it is Prime Day. Well, it's the start of Prime Day. It's 48 hours. Yeah. Are you, were you fired up? I will tell you this. I have one item. In general, yes, Prime Day is cool, and you're looking for deals, and maybe you're going to even buy something you weren't thinking of. But I have been trying to think about buying something for a while. This is the day. I have a tweet deck column right now that is set up. Oh, boy. Hoping that this goes on sale. Yeah. I've not seen it on sale yet. But there is something I'm looking for. What about you? Did you buy anything yet? Not yet, and I will check. There was one thing that I wanted for my birthday, for Father's Day. Didn't get it. I think, as a matter of fact, I think you gave me crap about it because you're joking. You're like, you do not have an Amazon wish list. Remember we were talking about yes. you, and I said, no, I do not. I just put it there to save it. So when it someone says, Amazon what do you want? Amazon wish list because you're a stripper, apparently. So, so, yeah. so, so if somebody wants uh, that, if somebody asks you're me. You're going to drive around with your cash app on your car, too? No. <laughs> if somebody wants that, do you want, uh, or if somebody asks me, what do you want? I can say it's, it's the only thing that's sitting on there, so I don't forget what you know the link where it's at because it's so hard to find. And it is a it's a digital wine chiller where it stores like the memory of I think sixty something different types of wine. Maybe it's thirty something, but you punch it in whether it's a red, a white, whatever. Mainly reds for me, but it chills it to a certain because not all reds are supposed to be served at room temperature. There is a chill number that each red, a Merlot, a Cab, I've always wanted it. Um, I've never been able to find it. I found it earlier this year. That's the one thing I'll probably go on looking for. I was actually thinking about getting a, a WeRBG some apparel because I went to the actual site, and I know it's to raise money, for, but it's like 100 200 bucks 200 per, per piece. Sure. I'd rather donate toward the cause but then get, you know, just get, get some apparel off the end because did, they did have some pieces of apparel. So – Apparently my and I'm I've been careful about saying what my item is because I don't I'm scared <laughs> this is ridiculous when it does go on sale it's going to sell out so quickly that I don't want people on the scent. Where's the, but let me see the it's right there. Where's your tweet? Uh, I, it's my uh, search deck. It's my search right here that yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. So I I will say it though. But right now what the deal is, it, people are saying it's fifty dollars off. It's not actually fifty dollars off. If you buy it, you get a gift card for $50. So now you got to buy something else. I get that it is kind of there's a $50 savings, but uh, I'm not in. But it is. I, I will say what it is anyway. Uh, I want a MetaQuest 2. Are you familiar with this at all? No. It is a It's a VR headset like oh. gaming system. Oh, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. And you see the thing and then you. I'm doing it. 
yeah. Now, I think I've talked about it before. I cut myself off from video games yep. about 14 years ago. Yeah, but it would be good cardio. Maybe that, well, that's it. that's part of it for sure. So they got exercise uh, stuff. Boxing. Oh yeah. Yeah, you box. Boxing they they do have they do have a, a basically a gym game on there. But my dumbass would get knocked out. Boxing for sure. Well, it's, that's even probably even better. You're getting knocked around. You got to duck duck and. No, literally, like I'll fall. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, there, tear the other. There actually is a guardian system on it where you you when you first set it up, you sit your, you stay in your room and it kind of grids off mm. the area where you want to be. Okay. So that it it shuts off if you're playing a game and you step out of that area. Oh. Because too many people have punched their TVs and different things like that. I'd have to lock Kahlua up too because I may step on him. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna have to do that with the dogs. I definitely I have a glass coffee table. Definitely have to move that. How is the pup? You had, a, you had one of your she, pups. The older one went through some stuff, but she's—I mean, she's old. Yeah, she doesn't have a long time left, I don't think. But she got through. I'm she going was to be devastated. Oh, she went through. I know. Pan- gonna- acute pancreatitis when somebody kicked her. Yeah, it was bad. I'm going to be. Uh, don't worry, I got your back. That I'll send you quotes. Alive, from, I'll second. I'll send you quotes from the Raiders facility when the time comes and you need some. I got it's going to be rough. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. She's good. She's still alive. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough. But yes, I do want this. Hopefully it goes on sale. If at some point during the show it does and somebody sees it, please just hit me up on Twitter. Let me know so I can step, go to break, step off the show, make a purchase. I might have to do that. But, yeah, I definitely want one of those. They are sick. I was actually looking at some demos last night of some games. Whew. I'm going to be – I'm never going to leave my house, I think. Oh I think boy. that's the danger. That's what happened. That's the first time when I was only working at the – I've told this story before, I think, but I was only working 4 to 12 at the newspaper, not doing any radio, not doing anything else outside, and not – like I was working a desk shift, so it wasn't like now I'm, I'm at events, you know, all day every day for the most part. But back then it was just desk work and then home, and I would just start playing video games. And then some days it would be time to go back to work, and I'd still be playing. Can you bring it to the Raiders facility? Oh, I think so. For training camp, I think so. Yeah. There's a there's a football game in there. Oh. Receivers running routes. You got to throw the pass. You got to hit them. Hit them in stride. It's fun. It's all a right. good time. All so right, I'll see if uh, see if we can still do that. Uh, um, there was just a breaking uh, story, I thought. Oh, never mind. Um, get to that in a minute. We are at Summer League, though. You said earlier it's your first time out here. We'll get into some of the storylines that are going on in Summer League. What have you missed? What do you need to catch up on now that you're here? Live, Cofield and Company at Summer League as we roll on on this Tuesday. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. this system he's gonna have a chance to screen and roll and make plays in the half roll he's gonna have a chance to run on the break slash get layups sprint out to the corner flatten the defense get corner threes as well as the things that he already does well in terms of getting the ball and pushing the pace and pushing the tempo so i'm excited as hell to have russell westbrook on our team now back to cofield and company live from nba summer league That is the voice of L.A. Lakers coach Darvin Ham coming back uh, with just some, listen, what's he supposed to say? He's saying the right things. Good stuff from him. <laughs> but he knows he knows he's just going through the motions at this point. That was, that was, that's what he has to do for now. He's still on the roster for now, so he has to say it. But uh, good stuff. I mean, and look, he is still, Russell Westbrook is still a good player. It just doesn't fit. So... We'll see. But, you know, Darvin Ham saying the right things. And uh, I think I talked about it yesterday. I did get to see Darvin for a second, just really soaking it up here. And uh, people loved him. He was be, he was so gracious with everybody that came up to him. Uh, really cool to see. So 
Um, great that he that he has that job and um, look forward to what he does with the Lakers. But that was uh, kind of crazy. I'm looking uh, down. I'm looking down. Just just noticing someone stroll across the court, and I want to say, from my my eyes aren't that great. Was that Mitch Kupchak that just sat down next to the logo? I can't tell from up here. Could be. Could be. Uh, a, lot, a lot of familiar faces, obviously. It's a long way down there. Yeah. I mean, I see Mark Anderson. That's that's who I noticed down there in the uh, in the crowd. Uh, see him down there from the Review Journal. Yep. Uh, lots of dignitaries out here at Summer League, Woj, as always. Woj is wandering Woj, around. Yeah, I just saw Woj as breaking, well. Breaking stories. Well, he was on this uh, desk up here a minute ago. I thought. Yeah, the Sports uh, Center desk, or the, they, they shoot him live. I think he was doing a live uh, spot about um, the Jazz and Mitchell. There you go. And Lakers, as we said, Darvin Ham back in action tonight. Out here at the Summer League, the annual Lakers-Clippers game, along with the rematch, Celtics-Warriors. Oh, boy. Rematch of the NBA Finals. That's tonight as well. This is your first time out here, Willie, this year. Yeah. Uh, so you're seeing all these people for the first time. A lot of men here every day. Uh, I did get to go see something a little bit different last night uh, that we can talk about. Yeah. What was it's it? uh, NBA Launchpad. Did a, a, it was a presentation. So... Uh, there's a lot of confusion by people what NBA Launchpad is. I didn't actually know what it was at first. I had to talk to some people about it. It's actually a uh, – did you – why am I blanking on that? It's one of my favorite shows. Oh, did you watch uh, Silicon Valley? No. Okay, that's the next show that you're going to be assigned from okay. uh, Cofield and Company here. Uh, Silicon Valley, fantastic show. Okay. And it's basically about um, – they call it an incubator. It's, it's, a, it's a house – and, like, tech guys come to live, oh. and they're, you know, pitching ideas. They're trying to come up with their companies, and they're trying to grow companies and grow ideas out of their, their technology and that sort of thing. It's a that's series? Ba- yeah. It's okay. fantastic. That's basically what NBA Launchpad is. It's a, it's a technology kind of collective. The NBA selects certain companies that have tech. They give them a platform to, to research uh, their product on. They, they have so many different leagues around the world, so many different camps. So there's NBA Africa, there's the G League, there's the actual NBA for some of the stuff. Uh, there's there's youth programs. There's all kinds of things that they can try out. So if the, if the companies are selected, they get to test their tech in these different areas. They get the platform of the NBA. Uh, and there's different ideas. And the NBA is very selective. They had hundreds, uh, if not thousands, of companies try to apply to this program. Five were selected for this year. And they kind of put on their results last night, a presentation of it. Um, some interesting ones. One, this is something I've never, ever even considered in my life. I know it's something that people talk about being important. I'm sure you're going to say that it's very important. I've never even thought about doing it. But I think I'm going to do it. It's an app that trains you to breathe to control your body. No, I'm out. You're out? I feel like it's something you would do. Uh, yeah, I could see why you say that, but there, I, I, I just can't. I, I, there's because there are apps like that have to do with that have to do with motivation or fitness or meditation that I've downloaded, and I can never bring myself. Like I get one in the morning, a, a reminder, a mo- and it'll say it's time for your balance, and it's supposed to be like a 15 minute little thing to get you to get your mind right. I don't do it. Okay. So I, I probably wouldn't do it, but because now here's the thing that it's interesting that you say that about me, Bell breathing because. Um, there are two, three times a day, including while I'm lifting, but also outside of that, that I focus and concentrate on my breathing. Well, that's what this helps you do. And I've okay. never, it's not even, breathing has never even been something that crossed my mind in my life. Yeah. When I saw this, I snickered. I said, like, come on. But they did the presentation. 
And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. And, and they basically said, download the app, do it for a minute a day. And they showed their numbers. And it said when, when they had athletes download it, about 89% did that minute a day. Okay. And then they stopped reminding them after two weeks. And their numbers fell all the way to 88% because people enjoyed it so much and, and it helped them so much that they just kept doing it even without the reminders and that their time on it was, it was expanding more and more. Uh, by the end of it, I said, you know what? It's worth a try. Do you have sleep apnea? Uh, I, I definitely have sleeping problems now. I've cured them, in, cer- yeah, cured them in certain ways. Uh, but it, they said with anxiety and stress yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, they talk about Steph Curry being able to be – one of the reasons he's such a good free throw shooter is he said he has used breathing to control this environment mm-hmm. and where a lot of people go to the free throw line and the spotlight is on them and everybody's watching and they freak out and panic and that's why free throw percentages are so bad. Steph Curry just said, hey, it's, I'm, I'm just here. I'm breathing. I'm one with my body, and I'm going to shoot the free throw. And I was like, okay. Now, what, is it, like, what does it cost you? Nothing. You, you, you breathe. Right. That's what you're going to do anyway. Maybe it costs you three, four minutes a day of doing it, but I, I think it's worth giving it a try. So I'm going to do that. Uh, there's a couple of other ones that were, you know, very athlete-centric of uh, a lot of uh, data collection that they can actually now sew into fabric so it can be in your sock. It's not like a big bulky thing anymore where it's testing how far you're going, how you're jumping, all those different things. It just sewed into the sock so that it's not bulky. Okay. So that was one cool thing. Uh, there's another cool thing. But the main one that I think a lot of people left saying, okay, this is nuts if it actually works out. There's a company in Germany that says they can basically eliminate ankle injuries. Really? So it's a so focus on it's proprioception. It's basically a piston Okay. that – it can be either on a, attached to a brace or it can be actually integrated into a shoe if certain companies, like, you know, if a Nike or a Reebok decides to invest and put it right into their shoe, there's different ways that it could be attached. But essentially, it locks your ankle in place when it would start to roll. It works as almost a seatbelt where, you know, a seatbelt lets you do whatever you want, move around, and then if, if there's actually a crash, I'm out on that. the seatbelt locks you in place. I'm out on it. Now, there's been many of these things before, and athletes will say, well, yeah, but it also restricts my movement. Like, if I want to make a cut, it's not going to allow me to do that. Uh, Booby Gibson, former Cav, I talked to him after. Uh, he said this is it's a life changer. He said that every time he, he, he said about every month or so, somebody comes to him with a new product about ankles because his career ended because of ankle injuries. And – he, when I talked to him, I, I don't think he would be ashamed to admit this. He, he was crying when he talked to me about it. Literally. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't even, he said this is such a life-changing thing that he wishes would have been around 12 years ago that you don't feel it at all until you need it. What if, though, the momentum for someone, let's say Zion Williamson size, and it's a major collision or a major crash, in, in, in what outside of just jumping up, coming down, and you're about to roll, you step on someone's foot, whatever, but it, it, in a situation, you could possibly go from a high ankle sprain that's going to damage the tendons to where it's locking it, and it could snap it. I mean, I suppose that's possible. I don't I know would, enough I would, about I would uh, wonder. I, That's medical. what I would wonder about. I will say that I, when I talked to one of the, uh, one of the executives of the company, uh, I said to him, what percentage of ankle injuries do you think this would prevent? And I figured the – and if he told me 25%, I would have said this is a game changer. If you could prevent 25% of ankle injuries, that changes everything. Certainly interesting. 
and he but he didn't say that. He said, I don't want you to print in your story that it's a hundred percent because that might create unrealistic expectations, but I'm pretty confident saying it's upwards of ninety. That's insane. Absolutely insane. So he didn't want you to go on record in the paper, but you're going on record on the air. No, he's he, what he's saying. What he's saying is, I don't want you to print a hundred, and then everybody said, "Oh, it's going oh, to print a hundred. I, I want you to say. He 90. said, "But if you like, he's like, I'm pretty confident it's close to a hundred. Yeah. But you know, there are things that can happen, and you know, there obviously there's ankle injuries that are absolutely unpreventable. But yeah, this, this could be game changing for a lot of people. So it was just a cool thing to go see. I, you know. Not at market yet, so we'll find out. You know, later in the year, a lot of if innovative stuff. Strategy works, but yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. I'll uh, I'll be writing about that uh, today. I'll be in the paper tomorrow. We'll have some uh, some information there about some of the other technologies. And this year, uh, their main focus is going to be on player availability. So a lot of companies that will be able to test uh, the effects of rest. If if sitting out games actually does help extend your career, make you healthier, or if there's just better ways to rest and recover. That would help even more than actually sitting out games, that sort of thing. Uh, and obviously that is in the best interest of the league because they've got a streaming deal coming up and they want to make sure as many players are on the, on the court as possible at all times. So uh, very, very interesting. Uh, but NBA Launchpad, a cool program uh, with a lot of different technologies that are being explored out there in the world. We'll come back on the other side. Tomorrow, a big day in the NHL. Our good friend Darren Millard joins us. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. You just learn to deal with a lot of chipped teeth and bloody noses and probably the harder things that, that go along with being a professional athlete. You know, there's always going to be ups and downs, but it's, it's what you do next, and I think those are some of the traits that my brothers really tried to instill on me. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from NBA Summer League. It is Cofield and Company, Hill and his homies edition, Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez here with you, Thomas and Max Center. At UNLV, Summer League action going on right now. Bulls 86-61 over the Rappers. It's a blowout. No need to follow that one anymore uh, as we continue to update you on the Summer League. But it is an exciting time in the NHL. It's the offseason, but it's about to kick in to high gear with free agency kicking off. And who better to talk to about this than our good friend Darren Millard, who is very refreshed and back from South Africa. So welcome back, sir. Thank you. I stopped in uh, Prince Edward Island, Canada on my way back uh, from South Africa, and then I'll be making my way uh, to Vegas and, uh, and settling in for uh, a great uh, stretch drive to training camp. But, uh, yeah, we got free agency starting this week, so it's uh, age turn towards next year. Okay, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the development camp and upcoming training camp and the draft that doesn't matter really until three four years from now the most important question is how is our boy gerard gallant uh he's good uh he's uh, he's been very active he's uh he's uh, been around town uh, he was uh, uh, a central figure in, in one of the big uh, summer festivals here, here uh the other day and he was over at the memorial cup uh, as well uh that was uh, that was one so He's, uh, he's, he's great as always. He's uh, always uh, awesome. Doug McLean is here, the former general manager and coach uh, uh, of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, he's around. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, solid hockey people here that, uh, that you get to run into and uh, chat a little bit uh, about the game. And we always seem to get into those big conversations. Oh, who's doing this? Why are they doing that? And I can't wait to see what happens here. It's, it's pretty funny. What, when you say the town, 
Like, how, how many streets are we talking that makes up, like, the downtown where everybody hangs out area? Ooh, in Summerside, it's a town of about uh, fifteen to 20,000 people. So you got your Granville Street and you got your Water Street. Those are the two main arteries. Uh, Victoria also uh, mixes in there. Uh, in Charlottetown, it's a little bit bigger, 55,000, 60,000 people. You got University Avenue. That's the main drag uh, there that uh, that I always follow straight down to the water. So if, if you can follow University Ave between and then Water and Granville Streets, uh, you can get around Prince Edward Island. Nice. All right. So, I mean, there is, there's yeah. definitely a moment to just run into uh, some of the hockey luminaries in town that include yourself. Totally. You, you run into everybody, uh, like, uh, and you find, here's the best part, uh, Adam. Uh, it's, so, it's so small that, that if you hear, like, if somebody's in town and they're doing something, you'll find out about it. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Turk's over, uh, he was at the Canadian Tire, uh, saw him over there. And then you'll, you'll, you'll maybe wander over and, and catch up with them. That's uh, one of the department stores or the, uh, like a Home Depot, uh, a Lowe's uh, type store. So there's always, or Doug, uh, Doug's uh, at the golf course. He was just here uh, two hours ago. You always, you always get those. <laughs> Darren, i got to ask you, so, you know, we just had the draft. Development camp's yeah. coming up. You're going to see a lot of young guys. But, you know, we're live right now from the NBA Summer League. Could you buy into a... An NHL summer league where right after the draft they, they kind of get all the prospects and they they create the teams and then they all meet in one city and do a little 11-day NHL summer league? Yeah, I think we kind of see that uh, in the National Hockey League at the training camp uh, stage when you have rookie camp before uh, all the veterans arrive and usually uh, you'll have teams uh, split off into various tournaments the Vegas Golden Knights play in that loop uh, with uh, with San Jose and, and Anaheim and uh, the Arizona Coyotes, and, and they had that uh, that tournament that was in Arizona last year, and this year is is in San Jose. So you you kind of do have that, but it's it's too quick right after uh, the, uh, the the National Hockey League draft uh, because you don't know who's going where and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think to have a tournament uh, is is a little too unrealistic, but I love the way they do it right around training camp and give everybody an opportunity to get used to it. Like uh, I'll give you an example here. Uh, last year uh, with the camp uh, and the, and the tournament that was in in Arizona, uh, there was a, a speech made uh, to the players, like because uh, the Vegas uh, rookies dropped their first two games, and it was uh, very upfront, like. You know what? This is more than just uh, getting your feet wet and learning the system and learning how it is to be a pro. This organization is built on winning, and uh, we expect you guys to be able to go out and compete and win uh, win the hockey game. And uh, that is part of the DNA of this organization. So I, I think it, uh, it, it uh, it's a pretty cool thing that hockey does. Slightly different than than the NBA. Plus, you guys don't come out to the rookie tournament for hockey. We need to change that with a road trip to San Jose in September for that rookie camp. Okay, well, first of all, I have no problem with that. I'll get you in touch with my editor for the funding of my trip because unless someone's paying me, I, you're lucky to dry, get me to drive across town for something. Otherwise, I'm staying at home. Number two, you made my point great there where you said it would be tough to do that in hockey because it's too soon after the NHL draft. You really don't know where anybody goes. That was my point the other day with Steve in that, you know, the draft is cool and everything, but in terms of applying it to, like, a couple people ask, you know, well, what does that mean for this year? Did they get what they need? 
we don't know because these are young guys, whereas the NBA, we're looking at guys that are trying to make the roster, and some of these are going to be playing and making immediate yeah. impacts. How, how long after the draft that just took place will we really see if the Golden Knights made an impact on the roster? Well, the National Hockey League draft is, is totally different uh, than, than the NBA. It's almost uh, more liking to uh, Major League Baseball, where there is, uh, even if you're the best, of the best, there's still uh, a process there. Now, if you're a top 10 pick in the NHL, uh, uh, you've got a shot to play that year. Top five, a really good shot. Five to 10, it's, you got to do something pretty special. And, and 10 on, you're, you're not playing. Uh, you're not playing that next year. You're not playing probably for two years. Uh, so when you talk about uh, where Vegas drafted uh, in, in, in the second round, uh, I love what they, they did and what they, they brought in to the organization uh, as a whole from the, from the festivities in Montreal. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big uh, fan in, in, in learning about these players uh, that, uh, that Bob Lowe's and company were able to select, and they, they were aggressive in their selections. On two occasions, they traded up uh, to grab a player that they wanted to get, but you are legitimately three years, uh, two to three years away from these players coming on the radar and being contenders for either Henderson or, or the Vegas Golden Knights. It's, it's that much of a, a learning curve. Uh, and some of these players will, 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 will go to college and spend a couple of years in college, and, and a lot of times that's, that's just as good for them because they get to mature a little bit. Darren Millard joins us. You can hear him on the Golden Knights broadcast and over uh, in our building doing his radio show like all the time, just uh, n- never, never off the air from this guy. Uh, I do want to ask about free agency because it's starting. I know that yeah. you know in the past it's been kind of big for the Golden Knights. I feel like – this year, there's there's not much that can happen. Can we take a nap for a few days here? Well, you can, but uh, like I'm not ruling out anything from uh, a lot of these teams that uh, that are on the cap crunch. Uh, I was talking to a, a couple of people uh, in and around the draft, and uh, we were we were going through the list, and there's there's more than two thirds of the league uh, at that uh, that are in a serious cap crunch. Uh, and have issues uh, when it comes to to payroll, and either looking at squeezing somebody in uh, on a great budget deal, or they might have to to, to move salary out. So I, I think uh, there's going to be more moves, more interesting outside of the Goudreau's and and some of these top players uh, that 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 may go quickly. You might have uh, a couple of those, but everybody else, I think, is going to be in for uh, a tough few days trying to work these contracts uh, through uh, and, and trying to make sure that they get what they what they want to get because there's just not enough money being available. And the flip side, there may be more news, guys, from teams that move players out and, and satisfy their, their salary cap dilemmas uh, and big names being moved out as opposed to bringing big names in uh, this year. There's that many teams that, uh, that are having salary cap if the Knights do somehow create some flexibility or have some room to make some moves uh, in the next few days or in the next even couple of weeks, where do you think they need to, to truly focus on solidifying this roster? Well, I, I think uh, Riley Smith is first and foremost. Like, uh, like that, that's uh, that's 
probably uh, issue number one or focus number one when when it comes to free agency. But there's like you look at the blue line, like that's that's a blue line that's ready for the next couple of years. It's pretty stable uh, back there, and then you've got a couple players knocking on the door. So there's nothing to do uh, with the uh, with with the blue line other than take care of your own guys. Uh, and and I have full confidence that that's going to happen uh, with the likes of uh, of, a, of a Nick Hag, who's a, a restricted free agent, in along that line. Uh, they they were able to move out uh, the Donov's contract uh, earlier uh, in this off season. I think that uh, that was huge. Uh, I, I don't uh, I don't see uh, a lot of concern. I've been a big proponent, uh, and, and I should uh, I should uh, mention this again of of running it back from last year because we never got to see what happened uh, with that group last year. And I'm fascinated by, by what would uh, take place if that, if that group uh, was healthy. So that's what I've been uh, a proponent of uh, from the start, which I kind of hope that, uh, that they're able to do uh, with this, uh, this new coaching staff to be able to run it back. But I don't, I don't see, other than some nibbles and some tweaking, uh, you, you saw so many different players get time last year with the big club that I think they're fairly confident that uh, that what they have in the in in the stable uh, to be able to fill in whatever uh, uh, holes that there are in a case like a Dodonov. Well, great stuff as always, sir. We really appreciate it. But before we let you out of here, the most important question of all: I have to imagine the the off season has been good. But how are you feeling? Uh, I am one hundred and ten percent. I. And uh, stable. I've got uh, no concussion-like symptoms anymore, and that was a real experience, boy. Like living in a fog, you guys, uh, for for a good month, and and just trying to get through a day. Uh, it was legit. Uh, but I am 110 percent. I played a couple of rounds of golf, and uh, I'm good that way. Uh, no biking yet. No biking. But uh, but I'm starting to get that itch again. And I have to have a negotiation with the uh, uh, the head of our household for that. Sure, uh, I have to imagine the bike is hidden. Yeah, I think I think she stole the wheels. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Well, hey, that's yeah. the best news. That's the best news of all that uh, that you are feeling good. We're very very happy to hear that and uh, enjoy enjoy the rest of the off season. It's coming up on us, so uh, enjoy, get some rest, and we'll talk to you soon. I miss you guys so much. Uh, thanks for the uh, the chat. Uh, and anytime you guys want to hang out, I'm there. Whether it's at Thomas and Mac or over at City National, let's do it. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to seeing you again. Great, great stuff as always, Darren Millard. He's the best. Man, that's good news. Yeah, so happy. I'm glad he's. he's I'm glad he's doing better. Good, good yeah. to hear. Well, let's let's try to. I mean, that's a happy, uplifting moment. That's not what our show does. Let's try to bring us down. Let's try to find something to to make us not happy anymore. That's that's what we thrive on here. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. I think he's a lot more relaxed than he has been in years. He's not hearing about potentially being moved. The new regime has come in and given him a contract extension, and I think he's very comfortable. They went out there and made the move, like you mentioned, for Devontae Adams. He led this Raider team to the playoffs when they went through everything that they went through. Uh, I think that him being on the outside of the top ten is okay. At least being an honorable mention, I think that's fair. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from NBA Summer League. It is Cofield and Company here at Thomas and Mack. That was Q from last night talking about Derek Carr, I think. I believe it was. 
discussing all oh, the rankings. There's rankings every day. There's new rankings that are coming out. It's ranking season in the NFL, the one month where nothing is really going on, although it looks like maybe there's some inklings of some Deshaun Watson news leaking out in the last five minutes. We'll see if we can get an update on that uh, and anything else. But it is, it's the one time of year. The players are on vacation. The coaches are on vacation. There's not much else happening. So there is going to be a lot of rankings and discussion pieces, and that's certainly one of them that has blown up quite a bit. Uh, the Derek Carr not in the top ten rankings uh, that have been uh, much, much discussed, and I'm sure we'll get into even a little more of that. Uh, Live Golf Tour has also been very much discussed, and it will be even more because Tiger Woods has finally spoken about it. He's got uh, his return this week at the British Open. Uh, he'll be teeing off over there, and so he was discussing the big topic that's going on around the golf world, and that's all the guys that have gone over to the Live Tour. Tiger Woods against it, basically. Uh, he, he said some of the players may not ever get a chance to play in major championships. That is a possibility. We don't know that for sure yet, but that's a possibility that some players will never, ever get a chance to play at a major, never get a chance to experience this right here, walking down the fairways at Augusta National, playing in the British Open. That, to me, I just don't understand. Well, look, I, I, I've had my opinions about the Live Tour, and I think there's a lot of really, really negative things. But that's real. You know, listen, I love Tiger, and it's really the only reason I'll be watching any of the British Open this week, even on vacation. Uh, I'll be watching the British Open at least a little bit if Tiger is anywhere uh, near the leaderboard. But it's real easy to say that when you've got a billion dollars. It's real easy to say, you know, why would a guy do this when they can't play in a major when you've got a billion dollars in the bank? Like, some guys are still trying to make that generational money, still trying to make it so that their families never have to work again. So, um, I get it, and I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of what Tiger's saying, and I'm kind of on his side, but you do have to understand perspective. And, and there is a different perspective from a guy who's had all this success, that's done all this uh, amazing stuff in golf, that has experienced everything, that has all the money he could ever want, all the money his family could ever want. It's really to say, what are, they, what are these guys doing just going out and playing for money? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Again, I, I'm... I'm sympathetic to his side. I agree with him. But, man, it, it, the perspective is definitely uh, – it definitely changes. And I had, Man, I had an experience with this last week uh, where I was, I was kind of seeking advice – not advice. I, I was kind of seeking people's opinion on a dilemma that a friend of mine had. And it was very amazing the difference in reaction from people that are workers and people that are supervisors or bosses or people that have already had success. Like, their perspectives were so different on this work-related issue that my friend was having. So, uh, I, th that was eye-opening to me. And, it, 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 you know, it, it's, it makes sense, but people do see, see things from a different perspective when they're in, different, we're in a different position in life. And for Tiger Woods to say guys are out there just going after money, like, yeah, I, I don't think he's wrong. Uh, but I also don't blame them necessarily uh, for that aspect of it. But that's... That is the British Open. That's the big talk. Once again, the Live Tour, not about the golf that's going on, but I'll be excited about the golf, especially, like I said, if Tiger's anywhere in contention. If we had a leaderboard like we did at the last major, man, just unbelievable players at the top going into Sunday. That was fun. Uh, maybe we can have that again with the British, and we'll check that out. But that's golf. That's our take on golf for the week. Football time next, of course.